my name is Reva. Hi, my name is Trisha, and we're a part of Kinsugi, the Mental Health Engagement Initiative at Ashoka University. Um, welcome to our first pod, first episode of our podcast, Matters of the Mind. Today, we're going to be talking about toxic positivity. So, just before we begin, we'd like to issue a couple of trigger warnings. We're going to be discussing and mention themes of emotional abuse and childhood trauma. If you feel like you're going to be uncomfortable or triggered by any of these topics, we'd advise that you not listen to this episode or listen to caution. Uh, Trisha, do you really see, I know we speak about it a lot, but do you really see toxic positivity commonly? I think it occurs pretty frequently in our lives, but we just don't, are unable to identify it. Like a couple of days back when the 10th board exams got cancelled, one of my friends who was affected by this um, was upset. So of course I went to talk to her to understand and comfort her. And when I asked her what the matter was, the first thing she said was, I know I should be happy and grateful that my exams got cancelled, but I feel a little anxious and worried about my college applications and, you know, how my percentage would turn out now that I did not have to write the boards. And from her response, I sort of realized that toxic positivity is so imbibed in us. The fact that she thought she owed it to herself or to someone, anyone, that she had to be grateful and not be allowed to feel sad or anxious is the first sign of toxic positivity yeah definitely i feel like that's so common you know um you also see like those good vibes posters and stuff like that or you see people saying like you're starving kids in africa like don't be upset you like you don't have a right to be upset over this my new thing there's like a starving child somewhere and you should stop crying like i feel like that's such a useless excuse at times because another person's sorrows or like as warranted they are i don't think they diminish or put down what i'm feeling or what anyone else is feeling yeah um but you know we've spoken a lot about what like different examples but where would you say like what would you say is the actual like definition of it because i feel like we've spoken about like a decently large range of things from like starving kids in africa to your friends like board exams getting cancelled that's a pretty wide range of topics but how would you define it or like what what's the actual meaning of the word would you know so toxic positivity is basically the idea that we should focus only on positive emotions and the positive aspects of life so it's the belief that if we'll ignore difficult emotions and the parts of our life that aren't really working out well we'll be much happier oh i see i see i feel like that kind of brings up the like excessive or ineffective overgeneralization of um, happy emotions at all times and it tends to lead to people trying to like it leads to denial or minimization or even invalidation of authentic and very very valid human emotional experience don't you think yeah exactly like if anything is done in excess even positivity if it is used to cover up or silence authentic human experience it becomes toxic yeah definitely and i feel like people don't usually see that because it usually comes from a good place i think you know but it it's more harmful in the long run um yeah it could be intentional or unintentional but it's still toxic if it's in excess mm -hmm. but you know sometimes it can get hard to pick it up because like we were just saying, it's so imbibed in our daily lives with everyone around us that you don't even notice when either it's like someone's being 
um, toxic towards you or you yourself are doing it to someone else or even to yourself, which is very possible. Like you can impose like toxic positivity on your own um, being. Um, I think there are like certain signs that you could use to pick up on it. Um, you hear people saying like, oh, just get on with it. Like, like don't like don't think about it. You don't have to like focus too much on it or um, people like they make you feel guilty for how you feel if you're upset they're like how can you be upset you don't like you don't have the right to be upset which is a big big um sign or red flag when it comes to toxic positivity have you picked up yeah especially in covid if you're feeling bad and people go like you should be grateful that you at least have a roof over your head or you know you have a nice house and of course somebody is grateful about that but that doesn't mean their emotions are not valid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely i feel like that's become a super tricky topic to um address um with where what lines do you draw between privilege and um valid emotions because there is a certain place where you have to realize that your privilege does mean that you should be um you should be cognizant of the privilege you have but that shouldn't let you feel guilty for the privilege that you have it's just acknowledging it and where can you go from there but um other signs that like could um, be useful to pick up on is when you're shaming or chastising other people for expressing frustration or anything other than what is called like what you see as a positive emotion or the right emotion for that state which is usually positive um, or if you try to give someone else's perspective and say no no like it could be worse like this could be the worst case scenario and because it's not the worst case scenario you're not valid in what you're feeling you know yeah definitely um okay so we've spoken about like signs and places you see it but is toxic positivity even that toxic and is it that relevant is it that big of a deal um i don't know it definitely is because one of the effects it has is emotional invalidation so i came across this study by chad and allen where they put participants into two conditions one where their emotions or whatever they said was invalidated and one where it was validated and the pattern suggests that invalidating responses to whatever they said increased emotional reactivity during a stressful situation so this increased emotional reactivity resulting from these invalidating responses may make regulation of such reactivity more difficult and potentiate the use of problematic behavior to reduce such reactivity and emotional invalidation like i mentioned before can also be seen as a type of abuse so it is a type of abuse that is characterized by an incongruence or minimization of another person's emotions for example neglect is something we see commonly that is a form of emotional invalidation as there may be a definite need for expression for example if you are giving a type of love or sort of affection attention to a particular person and it's not reciprocated it results in neglect and it sort of leads to an in, emotional invalidation so this feeling of emotional abuse can be tied into how this is perpetrated by toxic positivity when it is imposed or a person is subjugated to toxic positivity by the environment that they are in that is created by this invalidation oh i see that makes sense that makes sense yeah i feel like that's something that could take place in both, both not only like childhood 
um, like in a mother's relationship maybe, but also like in your adulthood, you have certain expectations from whether that's like a romantic relationship you get into or like a friendship, they're different. Every relationship you get into, you have different expectations from the people you're with. And when that those expectations aren't met, it can be seen as a form of emotional invalidation or a form of abuse in some way, um, whether that's intentional or not. Um, well, on a similar train of thought, I was thinking about emotional regulation and how like emotional regulation usually refers to the conscious or the unconscious processes that influence the occurrence, intensity, duration, and expression of emotion. Um, both cognitive reappraisal and suppression have been shown to decrease the emotional, the behavioral expression of negative emotions. Um, so I think that if you come, if you're very frequently suppressing your emotions or not processing them in a healthy manner, it does tend to, I think I've read a couple of studies that say that it tends to, uh, it's associated with um, experiencing less positive emotions and greater negative emotions overall. And that's not only harmful to yourself in the current moment, but it's harmful in the long term as well, because you're um, worsening your interpersonal functioning and interpersonal relationships, because you're not able to process those emotions that you're feeling within those relationships. And it diminishes your ability to do that in the future as well. And it also leads to a lesser well-being in the long term, um, which is super interesting to me, um, because I didn't think that emotional um, emotional regulation was that important when it came to uh, maintaining not only your own relationship with yourself but with other people um okay uh, i read a really interesting study done by stanford over the course of 10 years um which found that denying negative emotions as a coping mechanism actually worsens your mental health because uh, it actually leads to higher levels of depression which i found really interesting and another study done in 2011 also showed that people actually felt sadder when other people expected them not to feel negative emotions such as sadness, which I did not expect. And it's not something I really picked up on before. But once I thought about it, it definitely made sense because if people impose their expectations on you and impose their like toxic positivity um, of them expecting you to be happy in a certain situation, it feels of like a form of invalidation or abuse, which doesn't allow you to completely... Um, healthily deal with your what you're feeling in that moment yeah definitely and one popular way that i've seen on how this sort of emotional invalidation and suppression occurs is through guilt tripping mm -hmm. so i mean you must have seen on social media on how there have been posts and quotes going around on meditate don't worry um you're useless if you didn't learn a new skill during this pandemic you're wasting your time and i feel if people are finding inner peace and endless silver linings buried deep within this lockdown that's amazing like that's great but constant promotion of this approach however well intentioned it might be can become toxic they can make anyone who doesn't view this period as something productive or a sort of yoga retreat feel flawed and, you know, feel like there's something wrong with them. So these messages delegitimize the anxiety and heartbreak ripping through our country or actually all over the world right now and robs us the right to have bad days in the midst of this crisis. And this is definitely one of the biggest reasons for invalidation or suppression of emotions. Mm -hmm. definitely I completely agree with you 
you know i think it's something that we see so often in our daily lives whether when you're just scrolling through instagram which feels so harmless but um it kind of just you start to subconsciously subconsciously um absorb all of these messages and it tends to worsen your mental health in the long term um whether that's through like emotional invalidation or suppression or whatever the different like thousand methods to absorb um toxic positivity are but i don't know i know we've spoken a lot about why it's so harmful and the different places in which you can pick it up on um but i think a really important part of this discussion is how to deal with it because we need to come like come out of this with a constructive um you know approach because i think we can't just sit here and complain for a while i think that if we learn something yeah. from this that'd be great um so i've seen a couple of studies and i've seen a couple of ways to deal with um toxic positivity and how you can improve one of them which i found super important super relevant was when you're talking to yourself even or when you're talking to a friend or a loved one or whatever whoever you're talking to um validating responses may be may way more conducive to the regulation of an individual's emotional reactivity even during a stressful situation which i think is so important and so basic but it's not something we do very often because we don't feel like it's something we owe to our relationships but i think it's something we should definitely try and be more cognizant of yeah i actually have heard of some phrases right at the top of my head i can think of you can always say how can i help you is everything okay what can i do to make it less stressful for you can i do anything this is hard for you i understand it's tough do you want to talk about it or i know things can get really tough but i'm here for this encourage the person to sort of confide or talk about it and accept their emotions instead of suppressing them mm-hmm, definitely i feel like those are super like helpful and easy to use phrases that just take a bit of like cognizant like you need to just pay attention to yourself in a situation which i think comes from pausing when you're in a stressful situation or you have a loved one coming to you with a situation that they're dealing with um it can, pausing can help to get rid of the autopilot because um toxic positivity is kind of ingrained in us at this point and it's like it's what our first response is naturally and i think pausing helps us get a more genuine reaction genuine reaction reflection and reaction out of ourselves and um paying attention to what will be the most appropriate response to a situation can be super helpful yeah definitely and when you encourage someone to talk on you also pause and take a minute to sort of understand what you want to say to that person it helps the other person accept difficult emotion which helps with coping and decreases the intensity of these emotions also um there are several sources that say that we find that happier people are those who are more frequently experiencing the emotions that they want to experience Uh, i think that's like it that applies to whether they're pleasant or unpleasant people usually think like oh no i always want to be happy but like i feel like the negative emotions also are super important to your like growth as a human being and understanding yourself but you know that like this may seem a little bit trivial i know but you remember that um the whole thing with kim kardashian and she lost her diamond earrings like the 75000 <laughs> earrings in the ocean and it was such a big controversy because everyone's like oh kim like there are people dying like shut up you can't cry but you know like looking back on it she should have cried like she had every right in that situation to be upset and people thought that because she's privileged she should shut up and you know not feel anything but i don't know i think that 
she had the room there you know yeah i mean sure it's funny and it's trivial but kim has a right to react the way she wants to react <laughs> yeah, exactly like, give her kim her like her tears you know we've all seen how she looks when she's crying um but uh, uh anyways but uh i think that another thing that we need to be really cognizant of is we need to give ourselves permission to hold multiple seemingly conflicting truths in our mind at the same time like if we go back to the, the example of your friend whose board exams got canceled right she had the even though there was some like joy that oh my boards are canceled i don't need to write them in a week and i can kind of relax a bit she also had the room and the like she should have given herself the permission or someone else should have given her the permission to at the same time hold like negative emotions of like being upset and being stressed which i don't think is very relevant it's like if you're happy then you have nothing to be upset about or if you're upset you have nothing to be happy about which we need to get better at like balancing those two out and trying to handle our emotions and there's no like normal response which people seem to think that like even with the pandemic people like oh yeah there's like you have to respond in this one certain way like no i can be happy that i'm spending months with my family and i'm getting to spend that family time but i'm also really upset about certain other things and there's no normal or like a certain response that response that you need to fit into a box which i think is kind of hard to pick up on yeah and what you said is really important that there is always a sort of balance between negative and positive emotions and the best example for this is straight up inside out where um the character realizes that she cannot just operate on joy or on sadness there is always going to be a mix of both and in fact suppressing that sadness led to anger and other emotions sort of taking control of the situation instead of joy mm-hmm. um so i think that's a pretty good example of how emotional suppression through emotional invalidation can be harmful for a person and to add on to that this um, like you said the discomforting or mode of coactivation of positive and negative emotions may allow individuals to make sense of stressors or to gain mastery over future stressors and to transcend traumatic experiences mm-hmm. i think gaining that mastery over your emotions and learning how to deal with them no one is saying that's easy that takes a lot of years of practice but it's definitely helpful in the long term because it helps you deal with the similar situation in a better way um which is not something you learn how to do unless you process every emotion you felt in the first stressor you can't really improve in the second time you know um but yeah i think we've covered uh as much as we can we've gone really in depth on like what toxic positivity is and why it's so harmful and i think this was a very fruitful and meaningful discussion i have definitely learned a lot i hope you guys have too um Yeah so yeah it's definitely insightful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Um we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in.